This is a Federal News Network podcast. After finishing a year dealing with a horrible pandemic, the United States faces a new year that opened with total breakdown at no less than the U.S. Capitol. But is it hopeless? My next guest is about to depart from his normal professorial role and assume that of Hope Counselor. It's American University's Bob Tobias. And Bob, you have come across some readings and some advice that you want to share with us that has to do with, hey, folks, it's not the end of the world, and we have a lot of power over how we deal with what we're all facing. Well, thank you, Tom. I have, because thinking for myself, what is the difference between hope and optimism? And what I discovered is that hope is action. What action might I take? Whereas optimism is I believe good things are going to happen in the future, but I don't do anything about it. So hope is action and optimism is passion. And if I'm looking at things in a hopeful way, what actions might I take? And the first thing is to establish clear, achievable goals and take the time to imagine the stresses, the roadblocks, the failures that you might encounter but that allows you to choose the right pathways and generate a belief and a confidence that the goal is achievable. Yeah, it's almost like a good approach to if you're worried about debt is to say, well, start saving 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks a week, 100, whatever it is. And as you see it chip away, then exactly. you start to be not either pessimistic or optimistic, but hopeful because you're making progress. That's exactly right. You're confronting the problem in in your suggestion. It's debt. Yeah, I'm in debt, but I can and will do something about it. And number two is imagine what it will feel like to achieve the success that you've defined for yourself. Because often we just don't take the time to feel our success. So if you're making a payment of 10 bucks a week, feel that success. Yeah, I just made 10 bucks toward achieving my goal. And number three is that hopeful people don't spend all of their time looking at some unachievable future, but they don't spend their time looking at negative pieces of information. Well, it's almost like, you know, the the old question they used to ask Miss America, you know, what's your hope or something or what would you like to see? And they say world peace, you know, or worldwide brotherhood. Well, that's nice, but it's not very tangible. And we look at the opposite, which is everybody at each other's throats at a personal level, at a party level, at a national level. So you can say, well, forget it. It's hopeless. So between optimism and hopelessness, that's where that zone of hope lies, where you, you do something. Got it. So number four is that you seek support from others, which allows you to get support from other people for the work that you're doing. And you can feel like you're involved in something larger than yourself. And it ignites the confidence to keep going forward. And number five, and I think probably equally important with the other four, is that I gather evidence from my own life, from history, and the world at large to guide my plans and my pathways and my actions to manage my fear. Because if I acknowledge my fear and I'm managing my fear, I can actually measure and more importantly, notice the progress. We're speaking with Bob Tobias, a professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. 
And you mentioned something earlier to me before we started recording, actually, that you have done with family members and kids and so forth. And it sounds deceptively simple, and that is to be a tourist in your own city, to show someone the capital that we're all so distressed over or any of the buildings and structures that represent our history and our ideals that are manifest throughout the city of D.C. and in other cities, too. But when you see them through the eyes of someone for whom it's not something you pass every day and get jaded about, it does kind of reinvigorate your idealism and your hopefulness. It does. And I had the experience a couple of years ago of taking a 12-year-old grandchild through the Capitol, which I have been in many, many times with my work. And so I pass through the rotunda and don't notice the paintings. I don't notice what's on the floor. I don't notice the dome of the Capitol. But when standing next to a 12-year-old whose eyes are wide open and agog at what she is seeing, I'm thinking I'm missing an important piece of myself, an important piece of history by just walking through, marching along and not paying attention. I remember my my college president, he's deceased now, but this would have been, well, decades ago, let's put it that way, gave a speech in which he said the one thing to never lose, and this was his word, is the sense of childfulness. And very distinct from childishness, but childfulness means that your mind remains open to wonder, to impressiveness, to awe, and not to be jaded at everything. I always try to keep that with me, and that's what keeps me going with thousands and thousands of interviews. They're never dull because everybody's got a great story. Well, I think that's fantastic, Tom. And it is true because if I can look through a child's eyes, something they've never seen before, and they're looking at it and feeling it and understanding it for the very first time, it allows us to step back and uh, get some of that energy and generate some of the hope that we're talking about. You know, NASA gets the best places to work in government scores year after year after year. And that could be part of the clue there is that, yes, they're dealing with science and propulsion and radiation and endurance to the elements and space, many, many, many technical and scientific things. But somehow they never lose sight of what it all adds up to, which is the wonder of the universe, no less. And maybe that's what you know helps keep them going that way. Well, I once asked several NASA administrators and people at the top, I said, so how do you keep going? How do you keep remembering and so forth? And they said, well, you know, several of them said, I was introduced to NASA through my weekly reader, which is distributed in elementary schools. And I looked at that and I said, I want to be involved with that. So they understood this idea that we're talking about seeing success through the eyes of a child. All right. So some good advice. Bob Tobias, professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.